Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for not only them diehard baseball fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I'm Tyler, aka T Plush, your host for the show. I'm a contributor for reviewing the brew for Fansided and one of the founders of the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod, where we tweet a lot about the Bucks, Brewers, and Packers. Today, I'm joined with good buddy Trevor, a.k.a. Sunshine Bender, who can be found on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor, and also hosts the Packers Trilogy podcast as part of our Wisconsin trio. So, we are obviously here to recap all these crazy tender and non-tender deals that happened mainly around the Brewers today, but before we get to all that, Trevor, how are you doing tonight? I mean, I'm doing pretty good. Probably... No, it is the best week for birthdays in the state of Wisconsin. We had Rogers today. We got Christian Yelich on the 5th, which is this Thursday. And then the 6th is Giannis's birthday. So that's great. And then on top of that, the Bucks are winning by 31 points right now. And Giannis hasn't played in the whole fourth quarter. So doing, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, him not playing in the fourth quarter the other night ruined his double-double streak, which was unfortunate, but... Uh, speaking of unfortunate things, some Brewer players got some sad news today as they will not be offered contracts. So I guess with that segue, let's just start there. Let's start with the guys the Brewers non-tendered today. So you're looking at guys in Tyler Saladino, Travis Shaw, Alex Claudio, Junior Guerra, and Jimmy Nelson. What are your initial reactions to learning that these guys, at least in the short term, will not be offered a contract for Stearns? Hasn't ruled bringing them back yet, but for now they're not Brewers. Basically, non-tendering them makes them free agents, correct? Correct. It's not like unheard of that these players could be in a Brewers uniform next year, but at, at this point I'm just going to assume they're not until we hear otherwise. So... The salad man, I kind of expected that. Travis Shaw, um, that one kind of surprised me, especially with the news of Moose moving on to the Reds. I thought for sure that meant that he was going to be tendered. Now, like we said, he can still come back to the Brewers on a free agent deal, but that I just I just thought for sure they would want him back, and it's kind of interesting that they don't have him back at this point. Claudio... You know, I was okay with this. They kind of have been saying it for as long as we've had this podcast, I feel like. Junior Guerra, you know, he was good early on last year, but I'm not really that shaken that they're getting rid of him, or at least for the time being. And Jimmy Nelson, I felt like, could have been someone that he's not going to get much, if any, of a pay raise. So I feel like you just 
kind of take your chances and hopefully he can get back to form. But really, the only two that I would have done differently, in my opinion, is Shaw and Jimmy Nelson. Those are the two that I would like to see on the team, but otherwise I'm not too disappointed in what they did. I think Travis Shaw surprisingly brings out the most controversy out of Brewer fans. For as terrible as he was, and everybody bashed him last year, it actually seems like more people are kind of upset that we didn't tender him a contract than I anticipated. And I'm not too convinced that he's looking to come back. Uh, Tom tweeted out on Twitter uh, when interviewing David Stern, said, We did our best. Looked at Travis's prior performance, his performance this year. We talked to Travis and his representative about beliefs and how he thinks everything is going. And overall, it sounded like both sides agreed on a change of scenery. So, yeah, they did try to strike a deal. Obviously, it was probably for a lot less than what his arbitration value was projected at. But I'm guessing David Cerns probably went into that conversation going, you're not guaranteed a starting job. You're going to have to earn it. We've brought in all these other guys in Arias, Matthias, and then first is kind of open. But those guys are going to be fighting for playing time, too, and... I don't think Travis Shaw was interested in trying to have to prove himself is is kind of the way I got it. And I guess when, when you go through an entire mental lapse of a season that he had last year, a change of scenery might, might be best for him. But it definitely leaves a big hole, especially at third base for the Brewers. And Stearns made a, a very interesting comment as well. And to summarize it, he basically said, I think we have enough guys who can be productive at third base going forward. That kind of sounded like at this point they weren't necessarily talking to anyone or interested in signing anyone to fill that that void because like I mentioned you have the Urias Matthias who can both play over there and Arcia was tendered a contract. I I don't think he'd be a good fit there but between those two guys that kind of sounds like the plan for now anyway. Junior Guerra, I thought, was a surprise. I thought he had a a relatively good season from 2019 in his first season in the bullpen, so I was a little caught off guard by the Brewers deciding to part ways with him. And then Jimmy Nelson was also interesting. I understand non-tendering him because his arbitration value was, was close to three or four mil, so it's not like... That's not money you want to fork over to a guy who you're not sure if he's going to be able to recover from an injury, even though the Brewers sat him out an entire year and waited him out, and it ended up just not working. So, I don't know. I thought that was kind of a weird decision by the Brewers because he does have number one starter material. So, I guess we'll just have to the trust in Stearns on that one. Any other comments on the non-tendered guys at all? Um, This is more of a broad statement, but Robert Murray on Twitter tweeted out the Brewers that are gone from the 2019 roster, and it's just kind of crazy the overhaul that's happening, and I really think this has to mean that we are going to see, we have to see some signings, but I imagine hopefully we're going to see a splash signing or two um, in the coming however long days, weeks, months, but Gone from the 2019 roster is Yasmani Grandal, Mike Moustakis, Drew Pomerantz, Travis Shaw, Chase Anderson, Zach Davies, Junior Guerra, Alex Claudio, Jimmy Nelson, and Tyler Saladino. Coming into the year slash or when we got these players, all of them outside of Tyler Saladino were all players who we expected to be contributors on this team, and it is just crazy 
that that many players are gone that we expected to be viable and good contributors during the 2019 season. So, like I said, I think that only means after seeing that many names and that many big names gone, I think that means David Stearns has his eyes set on some big name targets. I feel like that has to be what's happening because they are not to a point where they feel like they need to rebuild. That is, they are 100% in the contention window with Christian Yelich. So I just think after hearing all those names, that must mean something bigger is in the works. Yeah, it kind of has that feeling of it's going to be someone big or bust in terms of a signing. A lot of the the top hitters are gone from free agency, getting you know four-year deals and close to 16, 18 mil a year. But there's still, what, Josh Donaldson, there's still Anthony Rendon out there. Now, Donaldson's probably going to ask for at least 20 mil plus, given how the other contracts have shaken out. And Rendon's probably going to require close to 30 mil a season. And those are going to be longer than four-year deals. You're looking five, six plus with those guys. But I know a lot of Brewer fans are like, oh, we're not spending any money. We're in total rebuilds. No. Rebuild would be we're trading Christian Yelts, we're trading Lorenzo Cain, we're trading away all of our key contributors for prospects. That's a rebuild. The Brewers are not there. And Stearns even said it himself. We plan on being competitive next year. We have a quality team. We will continue to complement and add them throughout the rest of the offseason. So, and it's only December 2nd. There's plenty of time left for the Brewers to make a splash in free agency or a trade because they've already made a few minor trades so far this year. Looking at the guys who did get tendered contracts, we do not have the information on Josh Hader, Corey Knable, and Brett Suter's contract details, but Orlando Arcia signed a one-year deal for $2.2 million, and his projected arbitration number was 2.7, so that's a win. And then Ben Gamble was given a $1.4 million deal for 2020, and then there is a club option for 2021 that's $2.5 million. So what are your takes on the tendered guys, Trevor? Could you just say Arcia's projected arbitration number again? His projected was 2.7. Okay, and we got him for 2.2. That sounds good. I I don't hate it because I don't think you can rely on the young guy we just traded for in Uris, but I was kind of questioning it because I didn't think they would bring him back, or I thought it was a question whether they brought him back until they made that trade, and then I just didn't think they were going to do it. But I think that'll help the young player and push Arcia, and who knows, maybe he becomes the player who we thought we might have had early on in his career and maybe he figures it out at the plate and is still great defensively we'll we'll have to see on that but Ben Gamble especially with the trade of Trent Grisham I think that's an important signing and one I think they really needed to make so no real surprises on those two and then the guys they tendered they they had to right Corey Knable you have to. He was very good once he figured out all of his stuff at the end of the 2018 season. Brent Suter, you saw how effective he was after coming off that injury. Hopefully he can continue that, and I think he could be a very important piece of the starting rotation next year. And then Josh Hader. I don't like the trade talks that I'm hearing on Josh Hader, but I feel like that should be a completely solo podcast by itself. So I don't want to get too much into that, but 
even if you do trade him, you still gotta gotta give him a contract. So 100%, you have to tender all of those guys outside of Orlando Arcia, and I think the competition is gonna be good for both of those young players. My initial thought going into the offseason with Orlando Arcia was you do tender him, and at 2.2, that's obviously better than what we expected. But now you can kind of play play it out with this competitive. Uh, rotating infield that we have set at this moment uh, going into 2020 and if Arcia doesn't perform he's still going to have some trade value out there you can get rid of him some club out there is going to be looking for a sure-handed defender you'll you'll definitely get value out of him even if he doesn't stay with the Brewers throughout all of next year and yeah I agree the the Ben Gamble signing was pretty obvious especially after the Trent Grisham deal earlier last week and then you brought it to my attention that the Brewers have currently spent about 70 mil in their total payroll this year. So they need to spend about 60 more mil to reach last year's opening day total. So that's a lot of financial flexibility going forward. And I know the market's going a little bit quicker than how it has in years past, but a lot of pitchers are still out there. I know Trevor really wants Garrett Cole, Alex Wood's still out there. There is just a ton of possibilities that the Brewers could go. They could acquire an one elite starter or go a couple top-tier starters and be sitting pretty good uh, starting pitching rotation-wise, probably one of the, the best that they've been in a while if they decide to go that route. So all interesting things there. And the one guy we missed, Jay Jackson, actually signed in Japan, so the Brewers did not tender him a contract as well. With all of this talk in the non-tendered and tendered, you see how many of them were pitchers. I mean, a lot of the non-tendered guys were pitchers, obviously outside of Saladino and Shaw, and then three of the five that were tendered were pitchers, and you're right. I think they are going to, they have to make a move. Starting pitching-wise, even in the bullpen, they, they have to make some sort of move. I would absolutely love Garrett Cole. I originally did not think it was even remotely possible but with what has happened you know even so Strasburg is his market value projected salary and this could not be perfect but is 30 mil Dallas Keuchel 20 mil Ryu from the Dodgers 27 mil so I would imagine kind of somewhere in there in between there maybe for Garrett Cole maybe he's at that 30 mil but if you have 60 mil to spend, that means you go get Garrett Cole and you can still go get other pieces for 5 to 10 mil a piece and you can get your first baseman, you can get your third baseman, you can get some relief pitching, you can get another starter. I just feel like there there is a lot of options with 60 million and it's not like if you get one guy, you can't get other guys. If you go get one guy at 30 mil, you can still go get a lot of other players. So whether that's Garrett Cole, Anthony Rendon, you can go out and get a top-tier player at this point still. And Cole is number one on my list, but other guys may be lower, a little bit lower level guys that are still solid. Tanner Roark is one. Alex Wood, like you mentioned. Bumgardner, that's a higher level, but his market value, according to SpotTrack, is 21 mil. A Michael Walker, Zach Wheeler... Players like that, I mean, I feel like those could all be good options for the Brewers, and if they want to save a few bucks, you know, that's one way to do it. 
And I think Jordan Lyles is still a free agent, so they could always bring him back as well. Yeah, that's a good point. And other, speak, not necessarily free, well, I guess they are free agents now, non-tendered guys around the league. One that Brewer Twitter is going crazy about is Blake Trinan. So he is the A's relief pitcher, and most famously known for his 2018 season, where he pitched 80 innings and had a .78 ERA. And then 2019 regressed tremendously, a 4.91 ERA in 58 innings. Did not strike out nearly as many batters as he did last year, or in 2018. So the A's decided to non-tender him. I saw projections that his arbitration value could be close to 8 mil. But, I mean, besides 2019, he's... He's pitched pretty well earlier on in his career, whether it was with Washington or Oakland. So he could be a a solid dude the Brewers could look into. Other non-tenders around the league, Mikhail Franco and Cesar Hernandez from the Phillies were non-tendered. I'm not too crazy on either one of those guys. The Pirates tendered Elise Diaz, their catcher. Again, I don't think that's a very good platoon option with Manny Pena. And then... One guy who might go under the radar is CJ Crone from the Twins. So first baseman slash DH guy got non-tendered. And he's had two really good seasons back-to-back. Hit 30 home runs in 2018, 25 in 2019. Around 70, mid-70s RBIs. Hits about 253 the last two years. He doesn't walk a ton, but he also doesn't necessarily strike out a ton either so the Brewers have been known for turning hitters into more patient at the plates and getting on base more so he might be someone that the Brewers could go after and could definitely contribute at the first base hole that we have at the moment at this point there's so many options there could be a lot of mid-level players to the lower end of the high-level players I think that Stearns could go after he could go after a really high tier some mid-tier and then a lower tier free agents to kind of round out the rest of the order it'll be interesting to see what they do but no matter what i think he's got a hit on a few that aren't the splashiest of signings in order for this team to kind of become they they will be a good team i think and i think based on his signings and how much of his signings he hits on this offseason will really depend on how good of a team they will be and how much of a contender they will be. You can always bank on Stearns making a few good trade deadline pickups in July, whether you think they're good or bad at the time. So we always have that going for us too because he hasn't let us down when the Brewers have been competitive. Well, let's be let's be good before that point and then have him make some good moves so we're great after that. <laughs> I like that plan. But I think that will wrap us up today. So make sure you are subscribing to the podcast so you can get all the latest content when it comes out. We are currently still working our way through the prospect breakdowns. So working our way from 30 down to 1. We are getting down to the, I think we're on 15 and 16 coming out later this week. So look look to that. And then also check out the Packers Trilogy Podcast and the Bucks Trilogy Podcast. There's a lot of good content there, and both teams are doing very well in their respective seasons. So, until next time, we'll see you later, Brewer fans. Trust in Stearns. Trust in Stearns.